what I've always used is Facebook to kind of introduce the brand to the consumer and then using Google to bring that person actually in and actually start converting. Hello and welcome to the Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business and life. And now here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Episode 173. And I'm so excited because if you run a business, at some point, you probably have come across or is already implementing PPC as one of your marketing strategies. And my guest today absolutely live and breathe PPC. So this episode is for you if you want to learn more about how you can use PPC to achieve faster business growth. We're going to talk real quick about what exactly is PPC, who it's best for, and then we're going to get into a little bit more advanced strategies like using negative keywords and listing all the tools and a lot of free tools actually to help you run better PPC campaigns so that you can get record-breaking ROIs on your advertising. So without further ado, here's Amit, the AdWords girl who's obsessed with PPC. Hi, Amit. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yay, we're so excited here to talk about pay-per-click campaigns. But before getting into more advanced strategies, just real quick overlook. In case someone's new in business, what is pay-per-click and who it's best for? Uh, so pay-per-click is essentially kind of how it sounds. You pay per click. So the advertising platform, regardless of which one you're on, will push out your ad. Uh, and when somebody clicks on it, it's essentially when you do pay for it. So when somebody sees your ad and they don't click for it, it's kind of like free branding, advertising in a sense. But there are instances where you could actually pay for impressions. So if you're like, I want 100,000 eyes, you could actually pay for the 100,000 eyes versus like the clicks that come in between. And it's kind of... Uh, pretty nifty that way you can kind of tailor it to whatever goal you're having who it's good for Ooh, that's a good question i mean business owners in, in general i guess some industries might not work it's really hard to figure it out right off the bat and then competition kind of comes into play as well so you have to consider that as well so if you're in a highly competitive market and you don't necessarily have the advertising funds to compete with other people then it might not be a good fit for you but typically speaking it is a good fit for most businesses so from your experience, what is currently the most competitive market? Ooh, law, 100%. The, I've seen pretty high cost per clicks on that, like a hundred and some odd dollars per click. Uh, so that's not even converting that person in. A few of my friends did, oh gosh, I don't know how to say it. It's mesolitope, oh gosh, it was some kind of asbestos type of exposure. I can't remember, it started with an M and it was a big thing. Uh, I remember seeing it on TV. Remember when like we'd have those ads where it'd be like, if you've been affected by XYZ, please call this law firm. And they were trying to get a, like a, a class action set up. So then uh, when digital started becoming a bigger thing, they started adding paid ads to their marketing mix. Uh, and those cost per clicks went up to about $850, I think it was, or something like that. Just for the click alone. It was, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. If we're talking about historically, I, I've seen some pretty high numbers. Wow. So you would say this pay range could be vastly different from time to time, depending on the competition at the time, right? Yeah. So for that class action suit, if they won that suit, that would be millions on fees for them. And so for them to pay $800, they didn't care 
bigger. They wanted just more people in that class action. So for the typical business, you could see something from a couple cents to maybe about seven, eight, maybe $10, depending on how competitive it is. It might go further if it's a super competitive niche. But for most of our clients, we don't see anything higher than $10. Yeah. And the great thing is you can set a budget. So no matter, don't get scared away now if you're listening. Okay. You can start with any budget. Yeah. You can start with a couple hundred dollars or you can start with a couple thousand. Um, it really is up to you. It's just a matter of tailoring your strategy to meet the budget and that you're just not over, over exhausting it. Cause if you're, if you're not, then you're saving money really at that point. So that's okay. But. When if you have like a $500 budget or something along those lines, and the required is a 1000, then you need to scale back a little bit, and then grow as you are able to afford it. So that's, I think, a place where a lot of people kind of fall flat, because they just go, Oh, let's just add all these keywords, and it'll be totally fine. Uh, they do. And then they start seeing that there's really not a lot of uh, action happening. And the reason is, is that they likely have just like really um, spread their budget too thin. So then they really, for them, that's not like a first answer. So they have to go back and actually really look at everything. And usually the answer that we end up getting from people who've done it before is, oh, Google ads don't work for me. Yes, maybe. Uh, Or it could possibly be the fact that they just simply didn't work because you stretched out your budget a bit too thin and you weren't able to compete in the places that you wanted to be competing in. What must be included in a pay-per-click campaign you run? Um, I usually start with something that I call it's called a seed list. So it's just like a keyword list really at this point. So I go through the website by landing page. Um, and I write down the words that make seem to make sense to me for that page. And then eventually I'll go into Google and expand that list out. So first things as if especially if you've got like the account kind of created all that stuff is your keyword list, you're trying to understand what actually makes sense, but then also looking at your website to really reflect on that a little bit. If you're not answering the questions that your customers are having on your website, then chances are they're not going to want to come and stay or even convert for you. Having a solid website is obviously key, but then following it up with the right key terms. If you're selling Hondas, I don't want to see Porsche in any of your copy. That doesn't make any sense. Those kind of things, which happens more often than not. And I know a lot of people are probably like, well, that's not brain surgery, but you'd be surprised at how many people I've caught doing random stuff like that. And I was like, this is why your ads aren't working because you're targeting a completely different audience for the product that you are um, trying to sell. You talked about keywords, right? So for advanced marketers, you've actually mentioned this on your Instagram that actually a lot of people are using negative keywords in their ad strategy. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so negative keywords are essentially keywords that you're telling Google that you don't want to show up for. So in my universal list, there's a lot of like cheap, free, pro bono type of keywords, because obviously no plumber wants to do it for cheap or free or pro bono. But then also some adult type of keywords. So my best example is massage clients, let your mind wander where it needs to for that one. It could get really messy really, really quickly. So we want to make sure that we're looking at the industry that we're in, but we're also just having like a universal list just to make sure that we're not showing up for stuff that might put our brand at harm in a sense. It's kind of like brand safety in a a way of just making sure that you don't show up for words that you don't necessarily want to be showing up for. So it's crucial to a search campaign because at this point, Google will show your ads to whoever they want to, unless you tell them, hey, no, we don't want to see this anymore. So that's kind of uh, the role that negative keywords plays in uh, Google ads. Do you suggest using Facebook and pay-per-click campaigns together? 
I would, if you were budget allows for it. I really like Facebook for like opening the door in a sense is the best way to kind of explain it. And then Google kind of closes it for you. So Facebook is a really great place for direct to consumer type of brands. And when it comes to lead generation, it's a, it, it doesn't do horribly, but it also doesn't perform exceptionally well, or at least my experience on that side of things. So what I've always used is Facebook to kind of introduce the brand to the consumer and then using Google to bring that person actually in and actually start converting. So uh, they definitely do work together. It's just a matter of figuring out what the this right strategy looks like. Yeah. And since you're here, let's talk about some free Google tools. So Google has actually a lot of tools for us to use that are actually free. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, most of my favorite tools are Google tools, actually. The one that I think every business owner needs to have is Google Analytics. That simply just gives us a better idea of what's happening on your website and uh, who's on your website and how are they converting. Because if you're going to start an advertising campaign, you don't have those answers, you probably should hold off a little bit. I really love when clients start off on like a, a, a solid footing versus just completely new footing. Like in some cases, that does make sense. Sometimes there's a new development that they want to start selling uh, units for, pre-sales for. Uh, in that case, we kind of have an idea of what those people look like. So it's a little bit easier to start from scratch. But if it's an existing business, we want to know what do those demographics look like? Are they really age 24 to 36? Or are they maybe a little bit older and you never realized it? Do they really love living green? Or maybe they're really into like big fat trucks? Who knows, right? And the Google Analytics data really helps us hone down on who that person is. And then there's something called Google Search Console, which is a great SEO tool, but it's also really great for PPC as well, because it'll give you uh, search query data. So I'll sit there and be like, this person searched for this. This is how many times your listing or your website appeared. And then also tell you how many times it was clicked. Um, And I believe it also tells you ranking. I haven't looked at it in a little while, but I believe it tells you ranking. So even if you rank on the sixth page, it'll still tell you that. So that way you have a better idea of what you're looking at. But then if there's certain words that you want to be ranking for and you realize that you're not doing very well on, you can take that information and put that into your paid advertising strategy. So that way you at least appear for it. And then as you work on your SEO, um, you have something that's still out there for you. And then my last is Google Tag Manager. It's probably like my entire life. I love that thing. It's essentially where we put all of our code. So when we put tracking tracking codes on our website, they tend to weigh the website down quite a bit. So what Google did was they created one code and they're like, put all of your tracking codes in here and it won't weigh down your website. It's just one piece of code and you track everything that you're looking for, whether it be Google or not. And then it also makes it a little bit easier for conversion tracking. So often before Google Tag Manager, the way that we would have to track for a conversion was like a thank you page really at this point. How many people entered the thank you page? And that's how we're going to assume how many people signed up or submitted their lead or whatever else. And that clearly is not the most accurate way of doing it because somebody could easily refresh the page and that would be counted as two conversions, three, four, five. Somebody could randomly find the page somehow that would have been counted as a conversion as well. So a much more accurate than what traditional would be able to give you, but still not great. So in this case, now we're able to track by button click. If somebody downloads a white paper, I can find out. If somebody clicks on um, the call only button on my website, I can find that out too. Um, And it really helps us get really, really granular, but then also feeds that information back into Google Ads, which gives us a better idea of what exactly is working and what kind of conversion type people are looking for. So then at the very least, if we realize that more people are calling than they are submitting a lead, then maybe the CTA on the website needs to change to a call only 
type of deal and see if that might spike um, conversions up or, or whatever else. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for these tools. And I know there's a lot more that you'll probably need, but they're all free. Um, for example, there are free tools that you can also check your competitors' campaigns and keywords that are using that they're targeting. What tool do you use for that right now? I'm a big fan of SEMrush, SEMrush, and everything tool paid SEO. I think there's a bit of social in there as well. I've never used it for that side of things. So I really like using that just because it gives you a better idea of what's happening all around in terms of that company and their their marketing efforts. Um, and I think that helps get us a leg or what's the word? A leg ahead, a step ahead, well, however you say it. <laughs> awesome. And there are also plenty of keyword search tools out there, right? Which pool do you use to generate uh, those keyword searches? I usually tend to, I, I stick with Google's Keyword Planner quite a bit because it just has information for me that some tools might not have. And then if I really want to expand further, then I'll use something or a tool called the Keyword IO tool or the Keyword Tool.io, something along those lines. It's Keyword Tool.io. There we go. Yes. I always get that confused. And I, I love that one because it actually scrapes all of Google's data or Yahoo or YouTube or wherever else you're looking. And it'll actually tell you what people are searching for. Um, and I believe you can actually narrow down by geography as well. So that kind of helps out quite a bit because then at least you can see for whatever region that you're in versus all of the world, which would it be uh, information that's really very good or relevant for you. So those are the main two tools that I tend to use for, for keyword research. Beautiful. So you can find those keywords that using Google autocomplete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that as well. And, that, and a great place to go to is actually the bottom of Google. When you search something, they'll sometimes put some keywords at the bottom. Even taking a look at that is a really great way to find some new keywords. Awesome. So when would someone need a marketing agency to help them with their pay-per-clicks? I think the first thing to realize is that it's an additional fee. So affordability has to be there. And then once you feel like, I, I really am a big fan of, working with people that know what they're doing versus just somebody that's mediocre, which is why I don't have a full service agency. I don't have any interest in it. I'm not good at web dev or writing content, but give me a paid ad campaign and it's completely different, right? So uh, for me, it's the decision usually ha uh, is on whether or not you're able to continue doing your job as a business owner. And if it hinders that, then I think it's probably time for somebody else to come help you. Or if you simply just don't understand and you don't like have that... Like I can't, there's certain topics that I just will never understand. It's totally okay. But PPC might be that for you. So if that's kind of one of those moments where you're like, you know what, I think I probably should just hire somebody else out. That's also a great indicator as well. Thank you. In and out of your business, is there a favorite quote that you go by? Yeah, uh, it's one by Zig Ziglar. It is hope for the best, prepare for the worst, capitalize on what comes, which I think is very, very smart. <laughs> Yeah, it's smart no matter when. Applies to all all of all aspects of life. So I yes, yes, awesome. Okay, so she is the AdWords girl. If you're listening, Hi. go look for her. Where else can we find you at? Uh, my company's website, so hopskitmedia.com. If you want to learn some new things, uh, our blog is pretty great. I like to believe. Um, and then Instagram is the other place that I'd like to create a lot of content for, for people who are trying to learn more about PPC as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.
To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 